Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And I'm beyond excited for this episode because... My guest is Kyle Thomas, who is a celebrity astrologer, and he's a writer for Cosmopolitan, so you can find his articles and his horoscopes every month in every Cosmopolitan issue. So in this episode, we'll be talking about was coronavirus predicted by the stars, what should we expect from Mercury retrograde in July, and what should we expect in August? What should every sign be aware of for the rest of 2020? And when will travel restrictions will be lifted? Will we have any nature disasters this year? When is a good time to start a new project? And so much more. So tune in, guys. It's very, very interesting episode. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. I am doing extremely well. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to dive into all of the stars with you. Me too. It's a very exciting topic. Absolutely. <laughs> Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Absolutely. So I am a pop culture astrologer. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am... Uh, one of the official astrologers for Cosmopolitan Magazine, as well as astrology.com and horoscope.com. I write for publications all over the world and work with celebrities and clients all over the world as well. So I have a very vibrant and exciting day-to-day -day life. I currently am based in Los Angeles and I love it here. And I'm always interested in utilizing the cosmic guidance of the stars to help all of my clients and people all over the world live the life of fulfillment. Nice. That's amazing. Thank How you. did you decide to become an astrologer? Well, basically, I've always been involved in uh, some sort of spiritual practice since I was very young. And I really love the way that astrology talks about who you are as a person and really relates it to the you know, global network of how we interact with other people. So I always found it fascinating you know, how we could look into what the different blueprints of you know, our natal charts say about who we are and you know, how we can relate with other people. Because I think at the end of the day, people do just really want to know more about their, their path than themselves. And you know, I think that is a, a really great guide for us. And another thing that I thought was really cool is that utilizing astrology, you can predict uh, events very accurately. And that's one of the things that has made me so successful is that I have been very in tune with the patterns of the stars because, you know, there are always patterns and cycles that we're going through. You know, you, what, what was your zodiac sign you said before? I'm Libra. Oh, yes. I love Libras. And, you know, for instance, for you, we can talk about all of the different major cycles that are going on, you know, whether that's being triggered by uh, an outer planet such as Saturn or Jupiter or powerful eclipses, which can signify, you know, destined events in our lifetime as well. So for instance, for you, there's a huge amount of career success that's going on this summer. So I'm sure you've got a lot of things in the works, you know, going on. I mean, have you seen that already? I felt it, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Well, and it's really cool because you actually have a lot of big focus on your family as well this year. And, you know, so you could be really focusing on either moving or fixing up your house or, you know, also potentially, you know, situations with family, getting closer with them. So, you know, does that any of that resonate for you as well? Yeah, definitely got closer with my family with all this happening. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. A lot of so. Time, <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's the thing that I think is really 
beautiful about astrology is because I do find it predictive. You know what I mean? Like we can really see about, you know, the, the key patterns that we're going through, but I always find that it's productive as well in the sense that, you know, let's say someone's single and, you know, they come to me and they're like, well, hey, when am I going to find love? Or when am I going to, you know, get that, you know, perfect relationship? Well, you know, what I can do is I can take the stars and I can see when the door is open, you know, so that they have more of an opportunity in order to meet the right kind of person rather than, you know, banging on a door that's not going to be open. I mean, have you ever felt that before where you're like, you know, looking for a lover, especially with you being a Libra, you know, and it just like nothing clicks, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's just not a right moment and no matter what you do, it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, past few years, my life was kind of totally on the second place for me because I was kind of concentrated on career. Yeah. Well, interesting that you say that because for instance, for Libras, you know, and the thing is when I'm looking at someone's nail chart, there are much more complex uh, patterns that I'm looking for, you know, with the rising sign and the moon and the planets. But, you know, on a general basis from Libra, you've been going through powerful career eclipses since July of 2018. And since then you've been launching into new horizons and really kicking up into a higher echelon of your ambitions. And That's so this true. is certainly, yeah, this is such certainly a turning point for you in your public persona and your fame and career. So it's just, I'm so grateful to be here and talking with you, especially during such a momentous uh, period of your life. You don't know how much I love astrology. Like <laughs> I love it so much and I believe in, in it because so many of these things are true. And some people might be not even believing it, no matter what, but the things are, they happen sometimes the way astrology predicts it. <laughs> well, totally. And, and that's the thing that I feel like there are a lot of different ways that you can go about approaching astrology. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where, you know, if you want to look at it as a, psycho, a psychological mechanism for reflection and, and learning about your love language and the kinds of uh, opportunities and personality temperament uh, that you have. You know, you can really look at it in that sense. But also, you know, people do love to know about predictions. You know, everybody wants to know when they're going to become successful or if they're on the right path or, you know, if they're going to get married. And, and I truly do believe that everyone has the opportunity to get everything that they want in this lifetime. And I do really feel that, you know, just because one person has happiness and love doesn't necessarily mean that another person can't have that. It's not necessarily the kind of like competitive flow that a lot of us feel, you know what I mean? And I think that if you, for instance, are using astrology as a strategy, and that's what I'm, you know, really focusing on teaching is that you know when to strike. So you know when to send that resume or to ask for that raise or, you know, to move across country or, you know, travel overseas, you know, there are certain windows that open, whether they're triggered by a moon cycle or transit of a planet. And so by consulting with me, I really want to make it very easy for people to plan out their lives. And so they're using their energy most effectively. And I think that's a big thing that, you know, I'm certainly you have seen too, that when you're really focused on a goal, you've got to put everything in, into that, uh, you know, lane of vision in order to truly manifest it, manifest it as strategically as possible. So, I mean, what, like, what do you feel about that? That's so true. It's like astrology enhances the right time. When you do something at the right time, it flows. When you do something at the wrong time, when you shouldn't have done it, it will work against you. So sometimes it's important to start things at the point like right now. I mean, we'll dive into it later. All the events was going on, but you know, some of the periods are very lucky. Some of the periods are not. You shouldn't start new projects. And also, I cut my hair by lunar calendar. Like I get my hair done on certain um, lunar days when it's good to get it done because some days like you shouldn't cut your hair because it will not you know create the luck for you or whatever but some days will actually you know enhance your prosperity or 
just bring you luck. So there are certain days in lunar calendar when you actually have to get your hair done to yeah. make it grow and make it look better. One hundred percent. You you are totally spot on, and that just what it comes down to is the natural patterns and cycles of the universe. You know, when energy is moving very effectively in your favor, you are going to enhance and capture and harness those vibes. So it's the same kind of thing as, you know, if you're sending an email at the wrong time. Well, for instance, we're in Mercury retrograde right now, which I know we're going to touch on a bit, but this is not the most fortunate time to sign contracts or to start a new job. But sometimes in life, we are forced to still take some of those opportunities at that time. And, you know, for instance, we're in a global pandemic at this point in time. You know, if someone's out of work and needs to take a job right now, I 100% would say, well, take it. You know what I mean? Because obviously you need to have some sort of stability because once you have a job, it's easier to also find another, you know? And I think that, you know, we can always look at the currents and understand what it may, may come later on down the line. And for instance, I've had people that actually choose their wedding date utilizing astrology, which is something that's extremely important because why wouldn't you want to make sure that all of your odds are in your favor? You know what I mean? Like think about it in the sense that Venus was re just retrograde and that is when you know, whenever we're looking at a retrograde planet, we see that it's an optical illusion here from Earth, and that planet is moving backwards in the sky. Well, if it's not at its full strength, you're not having the benefits of that planet. So unfortunately, if someone, you know, starts dating officially during Venus retrograde or becomes engaged or married, well, they're, they're going to have to fight harder to make that relationship work rather than have an easier flow to their intimacy and connection. That's so true. My mom got married like by lunar calendar. She had to find the perfect date for, mm -hmm. you know, by astrology, by all this to get married, when to get married. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I'm glad that she did because when things like I said are working in your favor, it just increase, increases your odds of happiness, prosperity, and good fortune. Yeah. And talking about July, what are the main events? Like what should we aware of in July? And because there are so many things that are happening in solar eclipses and different retrograde and all of that. It was at once, like starting from June, right? Till oh, like my. July 18th. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because we as astrologers, we were looking into 2020 and we were like, whoa, this is going to be a crazy year. And we knew that there were going to be a lot of structures that were crumbling and a you know, redistribution of wealth. And you know, all of our lives were going to be really shaken up because not only are we shifting from one axis of eclipses, which was Capricorn and Cancer for the last two years, and moving into Gemini and Sagittarius, so that shows a paradigm shift, but we're also having some extremely powerful conjunctions that are also very rare. And a conjunction represents when two planets return to the same place in the sky and they st start a massive new beginning. And at the beginning of the year, we had a crazy one, which was Pluto and Saturn. And these are usually darker and more challenging patterns uh, that they create, but they do so in order to bring forth a new beginning, a rebirth, sort of like a phoenix. So that really set the stage for the entire year. But then, you know, jumping into where we've been right now is, you know, 2020 has a lot of retrogrades, as I mentioned before. And the Venus retrograde, that takes place once every 18 months. And you being a Libra, I'm sure you felt like you were walking through sludge last month. Was that, yeah. you know, very apparent to you? Yeah, because I know the Cancers, Libras, Tauruses, and some other sign felt it the most, right? Like, the retrograde yeah you know venus retrograde it does affect everyone very universally because venus affects love it affects romance money worth self-worth uh, intimacy creativity beauty all of these important things in our lives and when venus went retrograde it actually went retrograde in gemini and gemini is the sign of the twins and all about communication writing, speaking, and how we are connecting in our relationships. 
And so with us all having to collectively review that, this was a very interesting transformation that we were going through pretty much since the middle of April. So, you know, you probably felt that slow down at that point in time. The official Venus retrograde took place from May 13th until June 25th. So that's when it was like really strong, you know, and we were like, whoa, we're in this vortex of the past. And a lot of people, you know, potentially cross paths with exes, old friends. You know, did you cross paths with anybody from that used to be very important to you before? Kind of, yeah. And some exes try to show up. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Totally. Totally. Well, you know, I actually really didn't have a lot of connections with exes this year, but I did have a lot of connections with old friends. And also we do find that we are very nostalgic during the, during a retrograde because it's showing something from our subconscious, showing something from our past that we may have missed the, the beauty and the importance within. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, we all love to race forward in our lives and, and walk and, you know, create and, you know, sort of move on to the next level. But sometimes that means that we actually miss the beauty in perhaps a relationship that we were supposed to work towards again or give another chance, whether that's platonic or romantic, or even when it comes to projects. You know, sometimes when we put a lot of energy into a project and it doesn't work out and we're like, well, fine, we're just going to move on. Well, that project maybe needed just a little bit more love and a little bit you know, better timing. And that's what these retrogrades are doing. They give us an opportunity to review, reflect, and reignite that project or relationship. And like I said, with this being Venus, it's all about really making sure that we're on the same page in our relationships. Well, we're in the post-shadow phase of that this month, so we are all still feeling the you know, eventual clarity that's coming to you. Have you already started to feel things like slowly you know, feeling a little bit faster and yeah, moving forward? coming back <laughs> to normal. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's going to last pretty much throughout all of July, and we aren't going to have another Venus retrograde until the very end of 2021. And and the beginning of 2022. And so I have a lot of you know, clients that are always asking about, you know, when, am I, when is my ex going to return? Or will this person and I get back together? And you know, one thing that I really can attest to, not only in my life, but in watching and guiding people all over the world is that love really is about timing. And sometimes I do believe that exes can get back together because you need to separate in order to grow and mature as individuals so that when you return back together, you can appreciate the connection more and be in better alignment. So, you know, that is going to be the best uh, situation to get back together with people. You know, it's in about a year and a half. But even this month, you know, you there will still be people that you're kind of sorting things out with and, you know, having more clarity within. However, we are also in a Mercury retrograde. So like, what have you heard about Mercury retrograde before? Oh my God, that's my favorite because I found out about it maybe two years ago. And um, now I'm ready for every retrograde before. <laughs> I <was. laughs> Because now I was like, okay, retrograde is coming. What projects I haven't finished? What yeah. have I not learned about myself or what haven't done? And what do I need to work on? So I was like, okay, I need to put a lot of self-work in this time. Like, yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're totally spot on. And the thing about Mercury retrograde is similar to Venus retrograde is that it does bring back the past. And so the thing about this one, though, is that Mercury is the planet of communication. So we think technology, we think writing, speaking, negotiations, contracts, you know, even just the clarity of our minds. And so during any Mercury retrograde, people tend to see that their cars or their phone or you know, their computer just starts to be a little weird. You know, it's, it's crazy. Every single Mercury retrograde, I always have my phone start to mess up. And I'm like, come on, you can't do this to me. You know, like I, I need my phone for work all the time. And so, you know, that's one of the, the haunting energies of this, you know, specific retrograde. However, we also look at where it's taking place in the sky, like I said before. 
And this Mercury retrograde is taking place in the zodiac sign of Cancer. And so what can you tell me about Cancers? Are you familiar, do you have, are you familiar yeah. with Cancers? Do you have family or friends that are Cancers? Yeah, so they have very high like intuition. And, but they sometimes take one step forward and two steps back. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's really funny because the, the way that we talk about Cancer is that if you think of a crab, they actually walk sideways. And so they kind of go sideways around a situation to approach it. They're not as direct necessarily, but they can sometimes take two steps forward and two steps back because they're kind of testing the waters. And you know, you're know, you spot on about cancer being very intuitive. They're very emotional. They are linked to the sea as they are a water sign. And you know, the thing about cancer is it also rules the home. So it's our stability, it's our security, it's our family, it's our roots. And not just the roots of our heritage, but also the roots of our soul. And during this time with Mercury retrograde taking place here, it's all about balancing our minds with our hearts and making sure that we feel like we're on stable ground. And that's why, you know, interestingly enough, you know, another pattern that I find for people is that they either lead a great deal with their heart or they lead a great deal with their minds. Which would you feel like you, you kind of go to as a, as a predominant Mode my of. heart and sometimes I make a mistake because I go hard yeah. and then I hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get that. And especially with you being a Libra, Libra is ruled by Venus. You're a feeler. You're emotional. You have sentimental feelings. You know, you're very focused on harmony and, and peace and beauty and, and just bringing more love and pleasure to your relationships. And you want to indulge in that. You know, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, sometimes though, there are other zodiac signs that are more intellectual, you know, such as Aquarius, which is actually an air sign, or, you know, Aries is definitely, you know, very passionate when it comes to their heart, but they do kind of plan things out sometimes. And then also like Capricorn too, you know, Capricorn is very methodical and strategic. My boyfriend is a Capricorn. I love Capricorns. And, you know, they, you know, can definitely, you know, everybody has a heart, you know, everybody has a soul, everybody has emotions, but the way that we go about them at this time is going about trying to bring them into uh, a clearer equilibrium. So this actual retrograde is taking place until the 12th of July. And we're going to, I know, so finally we're going to be moving back uh, forward or yeah, moving forward in a better alignment. So, you know, no matter what your Zodiac sign is, you're going to start to feel probably about the 15th, 16th things are really kicking along again, finally. And we don't have a personal planet going to be retrograde until Mars goes retrograde later in the year, which is going to be in September, but we might talk about that in a second. So yeah, yeah, you know, that's really important here. Oh, and we did have the eclipses and that's another powerful focus for us too is that eclipses are destiny. These are the moments in our lifetimes that we always remember. This is the moment where we are going to, you know, launch onto a new beginning. Sometimes they represent huge breakthroughs, achievements, or sometimes even breakups and endings. But these are the things that are ultimately pushing us towards fulfillment. You know, the the universe wants us to be happy. And the the universe wants us to get everything that we desire, and that's in our hearts. But sometimes we don't know the bigger picture, and that's why we have to be redirected. Yeah, and with retrograde ending on July 12th, when is the best time to start new projects in July? Because I know it's still in the shadow till a few days after, right? Yeah, technically we both have... We have Venus and Mercury in shadow until the very last week of the month. However, you know, I think the thing here is that when you're looking to start a new beginning, tapping into a new moon is always really helpful. And we have a new moon on July 20th, which is going to be in Cancer. And this is, again, focusing on our stability, you know, our emotional security and, you know, our roots. So if you do initiate some sort of action, a relationship, or a project after a new moon, it has more opportunities for open doors and longevity to it. You know, obviously we want to try to make sure that there are more planets that are direct rather than retrograde. But I do think when it comes to, you know, making sure that you're, when you're launching projects, you know, you pretty much 
can do so, you know, I would say certainly from the, the 20th of July. August is looking really good. I like August a lot. I do feel like there's going to be some magical alignments that are happening in September as well. However, we do have Mars retrograde starting in November, or I'm sorry, in September, and that is going to pose a lot of difficulty for people as well. And, you know, that's what I, I have a lot of clients, you know, ask me questions in the sense that they're like, Kyle, how can you say that like we should do some one thing at one time, but then there's like a planet that's retrograde. And the, real, the reality of the situation is that sometimes we have to roll with the punches and we have to make our choices because there may not be a perfect alignment for everything at, at any given moment because we're dealing with so many different factors here. You know, there are some people that would say, don't launch a business when Jupiter's retrograde. Well, Jupiter's retrograde five months of the year, you know? So it's like, you've got to really, you know, choose effectively. And that's why consulting you know, a personal astrologer, or even just following an astrologer and reading their horoscopes online. Like my website is kylethomasastrology.com. I release extremely long uh, and in-depth uh, horoscopes throughout the month, but I also release short ones on my Instagram as well. And so depending on your flavor and investment in astrology, you can get a lot of information or you can kind of get the basics from my work. And that's why, you know, you can really decide when's the best time for you and what you should be focusing upon with another retrograde coming what i mean to come better into a new retrograde to have less craziness what's mm -hmm. the main key points you should pay attention to well with any retrograde you definitely want to pay attention to what the planet rolls and then i do think it's also important to for you know people that are a little bit more advanced in astrology to also look at what planet or where the planet is retrograding at that time. But for instance, with Mars retrograde taking place, this is going to be very intense. So first off, let's start off with where Mars is. And Mars is the planet of passion and drive and action and sex and war. And you need a strong Mars to launch any important project. So I already know that there's going to be a lot of people that are finally launching new businesses, launching new projects, la launching new products. And Mars just entered Aries, the zodiac sign that it rules, uh, along around roughly June 27th. And it's going to stay here in Aries until January 6th. 2021. Like that's crazy for a planet, especially Mars, to be in a, the same place in the sky for that long. Well, Ma Aries is all about independence and being impulsive and starting actions and being an entrepreneur and, you know, going for going to war for whatever we believe and feel very passionately. And the thing is here, so that's great. This is wonderful energy. Everyone is going to feel fired up in their lives that they're going to really want to go after what is important to them. And when it comes to the global pandemic, that does show that there can be a lot of uh, difficulty, especially in containing the coronavirus, because people are going to be thinking about how they're personally affected rather than thinking about the collective. And really, you know, if they haven't dealt with it very personally, well, it's not going to make as much of a difference to them. So they're just going to be impulsive and go about their day-to-day -day lives, which can wreak havoc on their health because it's inherently very selfish and not taking into account the health of other people around them. And so I do believe that there may be a lot of unfortunate and unnecessary death because of that. Well, then, you know, Mars is going to be strong until September 9th. So launch projects prior to then, if you'd like. However, do not start new relationships. Do not start new projects or launch them from September 9th until November 13th. Because Mars is going to be retrograde. And anything that launches during Mars retrograde is destined to fail. So you don't want to start a relationship because, for instance, Mars is the ruler of sex. And, you know, sex is very important. Sex is very, it's all about, you know, confidence and power and energy. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you feel that, especially being a Libra, that, you know, sex is, is a very important thing in a relationship because it, it brings you closer together. Wouldn't you agree? True, but for some people, it affects other people with stress. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And other things. So they don't think Absolutely. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so... Talking about other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Well, and that's the thing about it is that if you, if you start a relationship or get married during Mars retrograde, your sex drive together is actually going to 
diminish and fail later on. And, you know, I think that, you know, as long as you can wait, because, you know, it's not the end of the world. You can certainly wait until after Mars goes direct, which is on November 13th. But the other way to here is that Mars is the booster rocket to our goals. So when we want to achieve a, 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 a some sort of award or, you know, launch our career or launch a project, we need that energy to really catapult us forward. While businesses that launch big products during that time are going to see a lot of hurdles and a lot of obstacles and eventually may fail. And, you know, that's just something to be very, very cautious of. So I do think that from September 9th until November 13th, people should take, you know, take a break, use this time to focus on self-love focus on healing and focus on, you know, what their personal needs are and how they can turn within to find them. And do you think coronavirus was predicted by the stars? 100%. I mean, I actually, I've done some really big articles about this. And the, the first one I released on my website where I actually predicted by the days of when everything did happen and was happening and you can find that on my website, and it's called The Astrology of Coronavirus and the, the Next Great Awakening. And, you know, we could see when restrictions were going to be enforced, when restrictions were going to be pulling back. And I'm not even joking, like literally by the days, I was accurate about saying when they were going to start opening up the economies again. And, you know, when there were outbreaks, I literally, literally predicted there was going to be technically like the next second wave of it around the end of June, which bam, that exactly happened. There was a huge spike worldwide and in the United States. And, you know, again, we can see the patterns that are happening for us in the, uh, or the, the fall and winter as well. And during the summer, I, I predicted that there was going to be sort of this energy of, you know, people being a little bit more carefree restrictions were going to be pulled back, but it, we haven't even seen, you know, the outbreak reach the levels that it's going to because it's going to get very, very, very bad in uh, fall and winter. And the thing is here is that I do believe that any challenge that is brought upon us and on a personal level or collectively is here to teach us a lesson so that we can evolve and we can grow. And, you know, I, have you seen that before where like a failure or something that didn't work out actually, you know, helped you learn more about yourself or, you know, life in general? Yeah. So I take every life lesson as, I mean, I take every failure, whatever happens to me always as a life lesson. I was like, I don't get upset or I don't get upset and angry. I always ask myself a question. What is this trying to teach me? What should I learn from this? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I know it's difficult because a lot of people can get down on themselves when things are very, very hard, you know? And this is such an interesting and, and transformative time for us because our businesses are changing. Our lives are changing. Our perception of our mortality is changing. And the way that we are connected is changing as well. And I do think that, you know, we are going to see some great significant uh, death and difficulty, which is unfortunate that's coming ahead for us. But I do think that we will emerge stronger as a collective. And unfortunately, that does mean that there will have to be major changes to our health systems and to our political structures. And you know, I do think, like I said, that this is going to be ultimately serving the highest good for us, but change is never easy, but it is the only constant in life. And I think that we do need to recognize that, that there were things about our lives that were not working. There were relationships, there were, you know, attachments to money, to, you know, power, to corruption that were not working. And, you know, as I mentioned before, earlier in our discussion, Saturn and Pluto, that conjunct energy, that beginning that they released, uh, also was uh, being fed by the planet Jupiter. And Jupiter expands everything that it touches and makes it more and amplifies it. And that's why this has been continuing to grow as rapidly worldwide as it is. 
I do feel that we are going to emerge into the next great awakening. And I do believe that the vaccine is going to come at the end of the year is where the, the breakthroughs are going to be happening. I don't think that that's when the vaccine will be released. I think that's when we're going to finally find the pieces that are going to click. And there is what we call the great conjunction taking place on December 21st. Have you ever heard of the great conjunction? Yes. Yes. Uh, I've heard about it. Yeah. So it's what, when Saturn and Jupiter are coming together in the same place in the sky, again, signifying a very powerful new beginning. And this sets the pattern for the coming 20 years ahead, of, ahead for us. However, it's also setting the pattern for the next 150. Because over the next 150 years, there are going to be great conjunctions taking place in all of the air signs. And this means that there's going to be breakthroughs in technology, science, air travel, space travel, spirituality, philosophy, ideology, all of these important higher-minded things. And for the last 200 years, they have been meeting in earth signs, showing great materialism, the abuse of power and resources, consumerism, attachments to money that have been destructive to the earth and to people. But now that we're shifting into this new energy, I, like I said before, do believe that we will be emerging into a higher vibration, and we will also be finding the vaccine and having breakthroughs there. I do believe that you know we do have some serious restrictions and potentially uprisings and fights that are going to be happening on a global scale about money over the coming years, especially in 2021. There will be uprisings and there will be a huge outcry from you know, people and rebellions because of money and the, the extreme disparity between the poor and the rich. And we've seen similar things like this happen before. And when we look back in the history, and that's what my favorite thing about astrology is, is you can see it in these patterns about why these things are happening, that there is going to be a great fall of a lot of people in power and a redistribu redistribution of that. You know, I don't think change happens instantly, but this, that will be the, the catalyst that is really catapulting us into the next great awakening. Black, we have this Black Lives Matter movement, but there will be so many more in 2020 until the end of the year, even worse. Do you think it's true? Well, the thing about this is that this specific outcry about you know, equality and diversity is extremely powerful and important. And it is also predicted and seen in the stars because of this change in the eclipse axis, which I had hinted at before. So Capricorn and Cancer were the eclipses that we we're having since 2018. And these focus on our stability, our achievements, what we really want to build as a legacy in our personal lives and collectively. Well, now with them shifting into very mental and high-minded uh, intellectual zodiac signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. We are thinking about how we relate to the people around us, how we communicate, and the messaging that is going on in all sorts of communications. We start this decade here in the 2020s moving into these eclipses, and we're going to conclude the decade with also with eclipses in Gemini and Sagittarius as well. And that's the thing about Sagittarius energy is that it's focusing on culture. It's focusing on diversity, equality, people that live all over the world and people that may be different from you. And that's the thing here is with it being exacerbated by the eclipse, that energy became very intense. And so we were seeing this explosion of it. And like I said, you know, we're going to be experiencing these eclipses for another two years going forward. So yes, these specific social rights issues, race issues, sexuality issues, all of these are going to become more apparent because we have to evolve. And that's what the eclipses do. They bring destiny. They force us to change. And you know, so this, this movement towards equality is just going to get more and more intense. And also, we have a lot of energy that's moving into Aquarius next, next year, which is about communities. It is about independence, but also uh, individuality and, and looking at the unique perspective that we each have and how we become better by working together as a team. Mm, I see. And what do you think about nature disasters? Will we have more this year? 
Yeah, well, interestingly enough, we can chart that by very important planetary energy. And since 2018, we've had Uranus, which is the planet of shocking change, revolution, and liberation in the zodiac sign of Taurus. And Taurus rules the earth, the physical earth around us. And this energy is going to maintain within Taurus until 2026. So the predominant and most destructive disasters that we're going to be seeing until 2026 are very likely to be earthquakes, lots of earth-based things of that nature. And after that, later in the 2020s, they're going to become very powerful thunderstorms, very extreme focuses on electricity. So that's where that will be going. But, you know, do not be shocked if you see that there are going to be, you know, earthquakes that are, you know, striking up and bringing tsunamis or, you know, earthquakes that are, you know, destroying cities. Those are unfortunately very likely. They're more fortunate or they're more likely to happen next year. Um, but I do think that that will be something that is really is happening quite a great deal in 2020 as well. Oh, wow, I see. And also, do you know about the president? Because I know some of the Russian astrologers, they predicted that president will be like the one it never been before. It will be very different. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, interestingly enough, there are, are a lot of different takes on the presidency and where it is moving. President Trump is a Gemini and you know he has a lot of intense transformation happening for him with the eclipses moving into his sun sign and then his solar sector of the public. So there are going to be you know some very radical powerful changes here. Also the planet of Neptune which is all about um you know, disguise and deceit and, you know, potential corruption does, it is actually retrograde in his career right now. And that's going to last for a couple months, which shows that there are going to be scandals that are coming out about him. And all politics aside, no matter if you are a Democrat or a Republican here in the United States, at the end of the day, you know, I truly want people to just get out and vote. And I want people to, you know, stand up for what they believe and be educated about the issues so that they do feel that they are making a choice that is going to benefit them and the people around them. I do think it's important to certainly create discussion about politics and to listen to new ideas. And rather than like shutting people down because they don't immediately agree with what you believe or, you know, with a certain issue, you know, the only way change can happen is through discussion. And, you know, that is a very strong uh, message from the eclipses that is happening, especially with these important issues about equality coming to the surface more uh, potently at this time. So, you know, I do think that there is going to be a very significant uh, war and transformation that's happening in the politics of the United States. And that is because the U.S. had an eclipse on its birthday this year. And a lunar eclipse represents huge transformations, huge significant endings, and turnover of events. This happened on the July 4th of 2020. And that means that for the entire year, we are going to be seeing radical shifts uh, happening to the public and to our political structures. Uh, there's also another thing that I want to bring up about the United States is that we're going through what is called a Pluto return. And this takes place every 248 years. And it represents that there's going to be a radical uh, rebirth of the United States. And there is going to be, uh, it's sort of like the United States is going through a Phoenix moment. So they're burning down what isn't working and going to emerge stronger and better from those ashes. And every nation goes through this around 248 years after it was birthed or created. And, you know, this is going to be a huge turning point in the legacy and future of the United States of America. Oh my God, that's very interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah. When do you think the restrictions will be lifted as far as flying and um, traveling? Well, I mean, that's a highly complicated issue because, you know, that is certainly going to be 
you know, a, a, a nation's decision because each na nation has a different natal chart. But I think still collectively, we, we certainly can see certain patterns. And I'm just going to be really honest with everybody. The restrictions are not going to lessen this year. It's not going to happen. They're going to get worse in the fall. So enjoy it now because they're lighter, but they're going to get more intense. And we, July here, you know, we're, we're seeing some significant developments in the restrictions being pushed back, pulled, you know, pushed back, pulled, you know, back and forth. And that's because of these retrogrades going back and forth that happens. But also, you know, we're having some really severe clashes of the planets. And so there will be some, you know, pretty severe ones that are going on uh, later in the year. And I really feel like there, it's going to get really bad between September until November. And I don't want to scare people. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are very terrified of the future and, you know, having immense anxiety, you know, their jobs are at stake or, you know, their family's lives are at stake. I think at this point in time, you really need to focus on your, your self-love, your self-help, your sanity, what is going to allow you to, you know, restructure your life in a way that you can still, you know, maintain your protection and, and, you know, your livelihood. But these restrictions are not going anywhere this year. And, you know, there is a big thing that I always do talk about too, is because astrology shows us the conditions that we are meeting and, and that are happening around us. And we have a choice, you know, as an individual person, but also as a collective to create our future and to do it in a way that is going to hopefully make a better world. But at the end of the day, if, you know, for instance, with this energy with Mars and Aries, we are selfish and we are greedy and we are entitled and we aren't working as a team and we aren't paying attention to the collective. Well, that's why the political structures are going to enforce, you know, curfews and martial law and even, you know, more intense restrictions upon us. So that's why, you know, I really do encourage people to wear a mask, to continue to social distance, to isolate. And, you know, I do believe that stronger, uh, we are stronger together and we can really build a better world, but we have to do it together. I totally agree with you. And, you know, I'm very intuitive. Before all this started, I had a lot of anxiety, but not just for myself, I had it like for the whole world and it started mm -hmm. in January and I felt like I'm looking at everything from the side and I didn't know what's going on. I was like, why am I feeling this? But I feel so much fear like just around me. And after mm -hmm. all this started, I was, and I was like, okay, no, no wonder why I felt all this. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing is, you know, especially for anyone who is intuitive or empathic, you know, it is important to guard your energy at this time because I felt it too, you know, in February and March, there was crippling uh, fear and anxiety everywhere. And the energy was, you know, terrified. And, and anyone that is receptive, you know, you've got to create boundaries and walls because otherwise that energy is going to suck you dry, you know? So that's why I really do encourage people to, you know, take care of themselves during this time and take care of the people that you love. Yeah. What do you think coronavirus is teaching us just to be more, just appreciate every moment we have with each other and just to be thankful that we can actually socialize and talk to one another because before we were all on our phones, even in mm -hmm. front of each other. <laughs> well, I think that there is a message that the coronavirus is teaching each person individually and to really find that, you know, they have to do self-reflection and meditation, certainly consulting with a therapist or an astrologer, you know, can be very helpful to really hone in on, you know, the, the specific things that are happening and being triggered in their life. But I do think as a collective, we are being told to slow down and that we are abusing each other and this earth. And we need to live with more love and work together sustainably you know, in our economics, in our emotional and relationship energy, in our interactions, no matter what they be, 
You know, we have to come from a place of compassion and understanding that the world is much bigger than just you or I. And if we continue to live in this bubble, we will be stuck in that bubble forever. It's better to live as one and to work together to build our world rather than always thinking it's me against you or it's us against them. It's better to think about us as one. We're not thinking about our families sometimes. Some people try to make happy everybody else around, but now it's time like, to make your family happy and then you can make everyone else happy. Yeah, well, and it's, this is a big time of self-reflection. You know, and I think that there's a lot of relationships that are going to end. And I think that there's a lot of people that are realizing that they were just living their day-to-day lives and weren't being fulfilled. So this is giving you an opportunity to pause, to, you know, sit back and face yourself and truly do that internal work so that when the world opens up again, you can create a life that you are proud of and that truly makes you happy. Do you believe in the horoscope compatibility? Absolutely. I, I mean, I do it all the time. So, you know, I think how horoscope compatibility is definitely something that is, you know, much more complicated than just sun signs. You know, you can certainly see a lot of affinity between people because of their sun signs. But, you know, there's the rising sign that's very, very potent. You know, we look at the moon sign for emotional, you know, intimacy and, you know, rapport. We also look at, you know, your Venus sign, your Mars sign, all of the complexity of it to really establish how a connection is beginning and, and, and likely to progress. But, you know, certainly, I mean, I write, like I said, for Cosmopolitan Magazine. I'm always talking about love. I love love. I'm a Taurus. I'm, you know, ruled by Venus just like you are. I'm a romantic. I, you know, I'm very passionate about human relationships and the people that I care for. And so, yes, of course, I, you know, I, I really, I love to dive into people's compatibility. So certainly people can hire me for that anytime. And you can find me on kylethomasastrology.com just to, to re- research that as well. Also in the past love life, some of the horoscope signs were deal breakers for me because if I would find out that guy has a certain sign that is not compatible with mine, I would like, no way because i would start seeing those qualities not great qualities that are associated with the sign and they were actually coming up in that person and i was like okay no way (laughs) yeah totally you know and i mean i certainly have some signs that i will probably never date again but i actually released an article on cosmopolitan it was a confessional about how i i have dated every single zodiac sign and I actually learned something from each and every one. And I'm not saying you have to, you know, also do that. But, you know, you can always just read that article and kind of see different kinds of things that are, you know, being really uh, lived within for each zodiac sign. Because we're all coming from a slightly different place. And I think that makes human relationships beautiful. Yeah, totally. And what are the keys to the heart of Taurus? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I know you mentioned uh, prior to the discussion that your boyfriend is a Taurus. Well, we are a very earthy sign. We're very romantic. Uh, we do love stability. Uh, I know that sometimes Taurus can have, you know, a stubborn personality or be, be very rooted in their opinions, but we are very focused on harmony. We want to be happy. We want to make, you know, our peop- the people that we love very happy. You know, we are very focused on pleasure. So good food, good wine, good sex, good cuddling, good atmosphere. And that actually really resonates great, very greatly with you as a Libra because, you know, you both have those as an affinity between you. I do think that, you know, sometimes even though Taurus can be very sensitive, we may not always express our emotions right away. And that's something that probably can be a little bit difficult for some zodiac signs. But I think at the end of the day, as long as, and this goes not just to Taurus, but to any zodiac sign, if you are building, building communication and if you're putting energy and effort into your relationship, you can make that relationship work. Even the more difficult compatibility um, zodiac signs, if you want to make it work, if both people are invested in doing that work, you can build a connection 
no matter what. What you described, totally true. <laughs> <laughs> so true. As far as coddling. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. What can you tell about August? What are the predictions for August for all the science? And what are the main dates? Yeah, so August is going to be very, uh, it, we have, you know, no retrogrades of the person personal planet planets at that time. So it is going to be a good time to kind of launch things if you'd like. We have a full moon in Aquarius on the 3rd of August. And this is going to be a time when we are all feeling more social, more festive. We really want to interact with people. So depending on your personal social distancing guidelines, you may attend an event, you may be wanting to build your network, you may be connecting with a lot of people online. Things are going to be very active around then. Uh, you know, that's going to be pretty potent, but we will also be in Leo season predominantly throughout most of the month. Leo season is also very energized, very creative, very passionate. And we are feeling that, that height of summer here in the Northern hemisphere. We want to get out. We want to express ourselves. We want to be moving and meeting people. The new moon in Leo is taking place on the 18th of August and is going to open an opportunity to you depending on where your zodiac sign is and to find all of those predictions because you know i do write all of that you know months in advance on my website you can find all of that in my blog and you can find out like i said specifically for your zodiac sign for your rising sign you know how that's going to affect you we do have mercury uh, and the sun moving into Virgo at the end of the month, which will start to focus our lives more on the practical details and, and how we are structuring our lives, the things that we are doing on a day-to-day -day basis that will become much more apparent. Um, let me see if there's any standout days to be aware of. Uh, just be aware of maybe the second and the fourth. They may be a little bit abrupt. First could also show some power struggles. Uh, the 13th is likely to be a little bit rough as well. However, we have some magnificent days for success. The 16th, I'm in love with. I think that the 17th is also going to be magical. The 18th is great. So there's some big opportunities for, you know, bringing passion into your relationships, starting to, you know, find new options if you're single. Love that. Uh, there is also some exciting energy later in the month as well. The 25th is standing out for me. The 27th is going to be so romantic of August. And also the 29th is, is just really wonderful for good news as well. But I do break all of that down on my Instagram and on my personal accounts. So you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Kyle Thomas. I post daily horoscopes and I talk about, for instance, day by day, all of these kinds of things so that you can plan for your life as well as know what is likely to come your way. Wow. Thank you so much, Kyle. That was so much great info. Yeah. Very episode. Cool. So yeah. So thank you so much for having me. I absolutely appreciate the opportunity of connecting with you. You're just so lovely and beautiful and kind. And I just, I'm just so thankful to connect with you. Thank you for being my guest. I'm so delighted. Well, I hope to talk to you very soon. That was all for today, guys, with Kyle Thomas. It was very exciting and informative episode. If you really liked it, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories. And you can always DM me. It's notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.